to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Do, Do not, not adjust, adjust your computer, computer screen. screen. It's your, your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but I think Michelle is on the verge of a major breakthrough. Oh, my God, we're missing it. <laughs> Michelle, we did it. That's my big girl. Yay! From the heavens to your ears, this is Universe Box, and we're about to get jiggy with it to the extreme. Getting jiggy with it. Na, na, I'm Bill Meeks. Na, 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 and I'm getting jiggy with it. Na, na. What's your name, though? I'm Anne Marie. Who is this strange person getting jiggy with it in my house? I, know, I don't but know, but I'm glitter. Where's the glitter? Glitter and fun and gold and stuff. We'll, <laughs> we'll throw on the Anne Marie cam for you uh, so people can see. Wait, yeah. I gotta get close. Yeah. Uh, Anne Marie uh, did herself up in a very. Gwen Stefani style uh, for tonight's episode. I've got the Gwen Stefani face and hair. Uh Then I've got the Cher Horowitz top Mm -hmm. with a little bit of my so-called life on top. Yeah, and I just I'm as 90s as you can get. And I just wore a flannel shirt and a bare naked lady shirt. That's not a t-shirt. That's just plaid. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, if you guys didn't know, we record this live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. We also have some uh, people here in the chat room. Uh, Wynn says uh, she did not watch Full House. (gasps) Which is okay. (sighs) Frustration. Please tell me you at least recognize this cup. (laughs) I don't recognize that cup. Friends. Well, I guess we should go ahead and figure out what's in the box this week, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amory? After you finish taking your drink, let me put down my big friends. (laughs) Remember, we're doing a show. We're doing a show. We're doing a show. What? (laughs) Okay, so what's in the box this week? What box? In case you didn't know. Boom. The nineties. Yes, the 90s are back right here on Universe Box. This week we're talking about the 1990s. We'll sit down in front of the Idiot Box to watch the Clintons bump up against pop culture. Then we'll climb in the Wonder Box to discuss Seinfeld's The Puffy Shirt. In the School Box, we'll teach you about 90s fashion. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about all your favorites, uh, favorites, 90 songs in the music box. And finally, we'll put, uh, put out some questions you submitted through the idea box and we'll answer them and everything. It'll be a good time once we learn how to talk. It'll definitely she be good. She didn't watch Friends either. She didn't watch Friends? Win. Oh, jeez. I don't even know what to do with you right now. <laughs> no, that's fine. Were you, what were you doing in the 90s? Well, you know what? I think we have the perfect segment to go ahead and get started with then because, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if she's watched it or not because we're going to sit here and watch it ourselves Score! in the idiot box. Uh, we've called the segment a couple things before, like the school box or the this box or that box. We have many different boxes. It's officially the idiot box. It's basically we sit and we do a, a commentary. But in the idiot box 
this week, we're going to sit back. We sit back and make fun of films and shows from the past. This week, we're traveling to the White House to see the Clintons attempt comedy. I love them or hate them, the Clintons were everywhere in the 90s, and they tried their best to fit in with popular culture. Uh, first up is a Clinton-led parody of Forrest Gump, a classic 90s movie, and then we'll watch Steve Urkel travel to Washington for a powwow with the president. You can find links to both of these in our show notes, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started with the idiot box. You ready, Emery? Yep. Let's go in. Turn that down a little bit there. (laughs) A feather floating through the air. That is both. Oh. It's a feather leaf. leaf. It's a fleef. A feather leaf. leaf. Scotty Rowland mentions flannel shirts and parachute pants. Classic 90s fashion. Oh, it was a feather. Oh, Oh, my. There's Hillary Clinton. Hillary Gump. Hi. My name's Hillary. Hillary Gump. Hillary. Hillary. You can call me Hillary Rodham Gump. That's That's some good green screen going on there, too. That's beautiful. Except on the Connie Chung show. That must have been some oblique reference to something that happened on the Connie Chung show. My mama always told me the White House is like a box of chocolates. That's a weird thing. It's pretty on the outside, but inside there's lots of nuts. So she wants to be one of the nuts? She is one of the nuts. Well, she's been one of the nuts. She'd like to be a nut again. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Welcome time to gossip at the chat room, by the way. And mix in a prospective payment review. You can reach an ideal that both I don't even know what she's talking about at this point. I can barely understand her. I, I think, I think she's pitching health care. I think she's pitching I give people good advice, too. Do you Been then? doing it for years. Like back in 1972, I was what you call a counterculture McGovernick. <laughs> I even went to the convention. <laughs> and now we're going to learn about the, his, the political history of Hillary Clinton. Oh, oh, here we go. Nice. Hippie Clinton. It will be on in prime time in Hawaii. I like that. I like with how high quality the green screening in Forrest Gump was, how low quality the green screening here was, and she was actually there. Wasn't Hawaii? She was actually at the event in the terribly uh, green screen. Oh, Dole ninety six. Bus goes by. Mama always told me Hillary. Hillary. Why, why does her hair keep changing? Like I don't understand. You just keep because that was a thing. You find right. something it was a big that thing worked. that our hair kept changing. Anyway, oh, n- no, I remember that now because it was yeah, always like on like fashion magazines and everything. Like because that's it was a, her and Jennifer Aniston. That's when I <laughs> like, Well, that's about the time broke. when it became like a thing. If you're a politician, you're also a celebrity. Oh, what's this? Oh, uh, was Hillary Deep Throat? Oh my goodness! What a revelation! Oh I thought gosh. it was that one dude, Mark Felt. I think I it was. Have no See, that's actually pretty good. That was some good. That was good. Good for the '90s, anyway. I wonder what happened to that nice Woodward fella. You wrote the agenda. Story yellers. Oh. People say in the chat room. Anyway. Yeah. In the that's late '70s, I met President. I like that wig most of he all. The blonde curly. Nice oh man, my. but he worried a lot. So I gave him some. You know what this kind too. of sounds like? I said, um, Jimmy, hmm. give us the speech about um, mayonnaise. Everybody loves mayonnaise. The wheel of progress. The world of progress. At Disney. Where he goes from here to here. That's what this feels like. Malaise. Definitely, definitely. At Andrews Air Force Base outside Washington, they said goodbye to him. Oh, that 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 was as good as the one from Deep Throat was. That one was horrible. You missed it. You should have been looking. Sorry, I was in 1988, but he was kind of small, so I told him how he could look more fearsome. None of these look good. None of them look good. Let's see. Let's try this one. 
tank rolling through a field. At that point, I began there was no, to was no, there. no CGI at all, unless that, that was supposed that to be her at a younger age. Could be any Democrat. Definitely. Dory 96? Yeah, I feel like we're missing a lot of like really in-depth political ah. jokes here. Yes. Oh, there's Bill. Oh, hi, Bill. Good old Bill. Mm. There you go. Well, you know, my mama always said reporters are like a box of chocolates. Too many of them can kill you, but the sweet I, ones are awful nice. I don't. Th- I don't think the Clintons are cut out for comedy. Honestly, not like this. Like they re- really. I, I would have preferred Bill just come out and play the saxophone for about twenty minutes. Cupid is as Cupid does. Oh, that's awful. This is yeah. This is just that bad. Awful. Bad. Go away, Feather. We no don't like feather, you anymore. No. Leave. I'm awful. glad that was the short video. So am I. I hope it, the next video is better. I think if it was any longer we'd have had to cut it yeah probably know, we can oh, cut this one if we need to my own clean i'm okay with that <laughs> most people think it's very difficult to get a good old urkel but i'm here to show you that it's as easy as growing mold um oh. urkel out in front of the white house Doing okay. his Urkel thing. Right to Tonda Gossett says, pass that man a sax. The biggest guy of all. <gasps> Mr. President. Mr. President. Oh, look. There's Bill again. My name is Stephen Q. Urkel, and I was wondering <laughs> if you can endorse my Urkel and Bill. It will definitely provide a clean and safe environment. It looks like they kind of just like... Read it first? Well, that might be like, a good idea. Attacked. Oh, yeah, attacked Bill Clinton there. Like I the, would like a copy of it. Well, I'll make sure I get it over here. Waylaid him. This is the place to start. Huh? In the Congress first, then I get to sign. Can, can, I wonder if he knows who he is. <laughs> well, it was the 90s. Everyone knew who, knew who Urkel was. See, I wish I would. But see, you say that, but I really didn't know much about the Urkel. Really? I never watched it because I thought there it was, was absolutely awful and annoying. There, there was a... Du- even Wynn watched Urkel. Family Matters. All right, Wynn. And the crossovers when Urkel was on Full House really agitated. I get my uh, style of uh, the way I wear socks from Urkel. I know. Boy. I'm Urkel on Capitol Hill. I'm looking for someone to sponsor my latest. No one likes me. Yes? Okay. Yes, Urkel? Said Bill. Hello? Bobby says Netflix will probably do a sequel to Family Matters called Did I Do That? Senator Bob Dole. Ah. Oh, here we go. Bob Dole likes Urkel. How did you get in here? Bob Dole. Bob Dole likes Urkel. Bob Dole. Welcome you to my office. Bob Dole signed Bill for Urkel. Or perhaps I can recite the first 100 pages to you. Let's see. 100 pages? That's pretty short. Well, first 100. Which implies there's at least one, a second 100. Isn't Urkel a scientist? Shouldn't he just create a clean air machine or something? I don't. If I sponsor your bill, will you get out of here? Oh, yes. Seriously, though, if your bill passes, it'd be better for all Americans, but you must have a house. Scotty says he'll cosplay as Urkel with a beard. And Bobby all. said uh, he thought that music was uh, the, the theme song to Adam's Family Values. I could tell that. Oh. And we're turning it down so we don't get busted by the YouTube police. Cheese it, guys. It's the cops. It's the copyrighted music cops. 
There we go. I just want to thank you for sponsoring my bill. And I especially want to thank you for just seeing me. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Urkel. But you see, Mr. Urkel. Mr. Urkel. And I just didn't know any better. Wow. I wish that, uh, I wish that Stefan Urkel had been the Mr. dominant Urkel, personality and had just, like, taken uh-huh. over. You're a lobbyist. How do you know? Because we're in the lobby, baby. Mr. Urkel, I Because you look kind of scummy. Mr. Urkel, have you yeah, that's about the long and short of it. And this is pre-Citizens United, too. That was a political joke that's relevant to today's times. It's weird. Feels awkward. Holy moly, you're Tom Foley. The speaker on the house. You're exactly the man I was looking for. Holy moly, you're Tom Foley. Yeah, wow. I have this bill. And it's in both houses, but I don't know what happens next. Well, here's how it works. Over there is the United States Senate. Made up of See, it's senators, really sad. When I was a kid, I was states. I was too geeky to be Urkel. Like I, I was so geeky that I, I was too geeky to even come up to the level of an Urkel. But not very smart. I couldn't make you know transformation machines, time machines. What else did he do? This is more of Urkel that I've ever watched in my entire life. Well, it's good you're getting an education on Urkel and how a bill becomes a law. I'm just an Urkel up on Capitol Flurkel, and it's a long, long journey to the capital city and making a bill a law. It's an original composition, uh-huh. not based on anything else. No, I am in support of this legislation on behalf Chairman, of... Chairman, I do not support the bill, and I will not support the bill under any... we could make this a Good. Bill. It's being proposed by, like, a 14-year-old. This is probably the worst... I warmly support this and hope... Wake up! Wake up! It's Newt Gingrich! Wake up! It's Newt Gingrich! Quick! He's right behind you! Newt Gingrich is right behind you! Urkel Air Bill was reported by the Natural Resources Committee. The Urkel Air Bill. The vote in the House. I wonder if they actually passed this or if it was like again. just a gimmick, like a PR stunt. By the House of Representatives. Is it passed? It's passed. There we go. Okay. okay. But it's a little different than the one that passed in the Senate. In other words, my bill... It wasn't my thing, Bobby. I didn't watch too much TGIF. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. That was the jingle. Uh, apparently. Oh. Okay, oh. Urkel's, Urkel's listening in a door now, and it's in the White House with uh-huh. uh, both uh, Monica Lewinsky and Clinton there, so I think I'm going to, we're going to cut away. it short. Yeah, we're going to, I don't know where that video goes after it. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes, but. If you really feel like watching. If you're yeah. like me, just take it When he starts uh, listening at uh, closed doors at the White House, we, do, we just can't Not have that idea. at all. So nope. I guess we should go ahead and move on to the next segment. Okay. Uh, now it's time to find out if we'll just dis- rediscover the wonder we felt from our favorite movie. Movies and TV shows in the, the Wonder, Wonder Box. Box. Are you the master of your domain? No? Well, then no, no soup for you. you. That's right. We're talking about Seinfeld in the Wonder Box. In, this, in particular, an episode called The Puffy Shirt. What's the deal with puffy shirts? Did you ever have a puffy shirt? And there was a shirt, and there were puffs on it, because it was a puffy shirt. But I don't want to be a pirate! <laughs> okay, so uh, Amory, we'll go ahead and turn this down a little bit here. Yes, and but uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, give us the uh, rhyming episode summary, and then we'll get into our discussion. All right. A low-talking woman makes a puffy shirt for Jerry to wear. It will sound an alert. George, mo- George moves home, then becomes a hand model. 
causing his parents to constantly coddle. These selfish New Yorkers, legend is upheld in this classic episode of the sitcom Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And I would just like to point before we move on that, uh, yeah, some people are saying, uh, did Steve see the uh, stain on the blue dress? Oh, here we did go. Did I do that? And oh. all, this sort of, all these sorts of things over in the chat room. You guys are awful. Awful. But we're going to listen to the song again. So overall, what did you think of the puffy shirt, Amory? Uh, this is a season five, episode two, by the way, if you want to awesome. check it out. It, it, it reminded me of all everything I loved about Seinfeld and mm-hmm. watching it with my parents and talking about my cousins. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Okay. I'll cut it. I'll yeah, cut it please. down very low. There we go. I uh, know. I really liked it too. Like I, I, I wasn't the biggest, uh, f- full disclosure, I wasn't the biggest Seinfeld fan because we weren't allowed to watch it I, and I didn't start watching it until it was in, in uh, syndication. Mm. Uh, but I, I always liked it well enough. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I even uh, when I was typing up my notes about uh, this episode, I watched the next next oh, episode. Did you? Yeah, just because uh, it was awesome. What was the next episode? Uh, the ne- oh, I forget what it was. Oh, now. good. Well, I was typing good. up my notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I uh, know, but I, I one thing. Uh, the first thing I really wanted to point out was a uh, kind kind of uh, towards the end uh, after George has become a hand model and everything, and he's talking to uh, Mr. Ernst from Hey, hey, hey Dude. Hey I, Dude. He hears uh, the legend of. Ray about this uh, hand model named Ray who was the best hand model ever and then uh, fell in love with his hand and uh, <clears throat> ruined his hand a little bit, which uh, we, yes. we, we'll leave your imagination to that. Well, let's just say he mm. was not the master of his domain. Yeah, but uh, the, the whole description of this guy named Ray was completely over the top, just completely like really dramatic and almost kind of like operatic his in its intensity. It was a claw. And I absolutely loved it. It, it. it was kind of like uh, George had stumbled onto this secret professional world, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, with its own myths and legends, uh, which is really cool. And I also – there was a callback to yes. the episode The Contest. Yes. Uh, Contest. Contest. Emery was just talking about Master of the Domain and whatnot. Uh, now, in Top of the Rock, uh, a book I read a couple months ago about the uh, mm-hmm. must-see TV – on uh, NBC. Uh, they said uh, that the network uh, really leaned on uh, Seinfeld and Larry David to put a bunch of catchphrases mm-hmm. into the show. So anytime they did one, they always tried to make it something completely awful. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, the master of my domain thing, yes. uh, kind of a synonym for uh, masturbation or whatnot. Yes. And the Dolores joke um, yes. from a couple seasons later and stuff. So I wonder if they, since they took so much joy in doing that, if this callback was demanded by uh, NBC or if they put it in just because they were like, well, it's the catchphrase now, so we can use it as much as we want. Well, I just love the fact that um, it's the guy, the Ray, who, or no, the Mr. Ernest character, um, that says he wasn't the master of his domain. And George yeah. is like, I want a contest. <laughs> Definitely. And uh, people in that, Scotty Rowland in the chat room points, or Tom DeGossa both point out that a Seinfeld was a Superman fan. Yes, he was. If, uh, so if, if maybe we should have talked about Seinfeld in our episode last week, Superman. No. But uh, oh, I turned off the lower third here <laughs> yeah but uh definitely I, I thought that was interesting so uh, you had something you wanted george, to talk about george and his parents georgie georgie and his parents okay let's just start with just his mother first mm. that woman really does never laugh like when he was saying no. that she never laughs never giggles never <laughs> never goes ha mm-hmm. i was like no she had to have laughed in some episode and i'm sitting there thinking and thinking and thinking and then she comes on screen and i'm like my gosh she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't even crack a smile see i kind of like the scene they had in there in the beginning where they were it was kind of like the reversal of the classic my dad's better uh-huh. than your dad thing my, my parents, parents are, are worse than, than your, your parents. parents yes that was fantastic um i love that she brings them a giant tray of 
bologna sandwiches and is like, eat, eat, take a bologna sandwich. And they're like, no, no, we're good. And she's like, why? <laughs> take the sandwiches. Take them and give them to the people in the building. And she's so mad that they won't take these bologna sandwiches that they didn't ask for as if they had asked for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it's hilarious. Um, She helps George with his manicure, which was absolutely precious. And then she kept hitting him when he had like scissors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, well, he- I definitely love the way that uh, she completely started fawning over him the second he he got something in his life yes. that was positive oh yeah and uh, meanwhile dad was having none of it like no. he, he was like trying to find every way possible to make george life miserable as his mom was like taking care of his hands very oh yeah it a think, though it was hysterical that like as soon like two minutes after he's moved in he's like oh maybe i'll meet up with you guys for dinner no george <laughs> We're meeting up with your father for dinner. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but then with like adding dad to the situation, they're constantly screaming. They're constantly bickering. They're constantly criticizing and they're constantly telling George what to do with his life. Mm-hmm. Like, take the civil service exam. What am I going to do with the civil service exam? Just take the exam. <laughs> Who knows what you're going to do with it? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. no <laughs> you just so... had this look like she's lost. Oh, it. no. I was, I was watching the show. <laughs> 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 anyway, go ahead. Oh, a high hope in the chat room. High way. hope in the chat room. Okay, I, well, I, I thought I'd talk a little bit just in case people hadn't watched the episode like we did. I, I, I'd, I'd kind of, kind of make a couple points about the general nature of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, to in, first of all, I wanted to talk about the comedic tone in general of Seinfeld. I, now, usually, and this episode is a great example of it. The comedy comes from misunderstandings uh, stacking up on top of each other until the whole plot kind of falls down on top of the main characters. Uh, the misunderstandings usually come from the cast being inconsiderate or trying to selfishly avoid conflict or fight or just an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which uh, the, one of the two co-creators of the show, the George Costanza stand in, in real life, uh, Larry David, uh, his show Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO does pretty much the same thing now, but the Larry character on that show chooses to be chooses to be a jerk where the, a joke. Well, a joke. <laughs> it chooses uh, to be a joke. A jerk where these characters are more just kind of they, they they're sort of weak willed and they just want to avoid things and they're trying to judo step their way out of it. Uh, now uh, this show always nails the endings. I think uh, everything kind of always falls together at the end. Like in this one, for example. The progression started, okay, we have the puffy shirt that Jerry has to wear uh, to promote the charity event for the homeless. Uh, Then uh, he fails to promote the shirt on the the charity event promo thing. So the event uh, fails. And so the homeless guys get the puffy shirts at the end of it. I love that the homeless guy gets them. (laughs) They went into character. Yeah, but they always – on Seinfeld, they always take great care in trying to make the plots kind of all fall together at the end, which sometimes can feel a little forced like in this episode, uh, such as everybody and their brother uh, being allowed backstage during the Today Show interview and, uh, you know, only for George to burn his hands and ruin his hand modeling career. So there's a lot of coincidences, but they're usually pretty funny. But that's how that always works. I actually – I don't have this in here, so I'm just going to throw it here because it's kind of relevant. I love how there's so many different storylines and they're all wrapped (laughs) up in a nice, neat little bow and a half an hour. I'm like, yes! Oh, and I see a Hope in the chat room mentioning that uh, she she hasn't seen Seinfeld because she she wants to watch it in order. No, you don't have to watch Seinfeld. You don't in need order to. All. You really don't need to. It's almost like I mean, there's a there are some plot lines that carry between episodes, but I mean, it's almost a complete anthology series like The Twilight Zone or something, to where yeah. you don't you just have to know that they're friends and there's they're just enough. Yeah, there's just enough mm-hmm. to do it. I would if you feel like you need to start something from the beginning. I would just start at the beginning of a season. Yeah, You're, there's not gonna be much 
much callback. From yeah, season and honestly, to season. like uh, I, the first two seasons that are kind of tight. hit and miss. Uh, if uh-huh. you want to start on season three, that's where it uh, kind of picks up for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kramer. 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 Um, this- Jerry, we have to go back to Jerry. the future. Oh wait, no, that's oh, Doc oh, Brown. Wrong oh. guy. Wrong guy. Sorry. Kind of similar um, physicality. Though. A little bit. I just his physical comedy is hilarious. Like mm. the second he does the Kramer entrance, I'm like, yay! <laughs> it's like, yes, party! I'm all that. Well, to it, it. And they have to stop for 20 seconds for the and audience just- to applaud. <laughs> <laughs> every single time every single time um the fact that he does the joy buzzer to george right after he's discovered he's a hand model he's like <laughs> what it's a buzzer it's a, my, my hand model <laughs> fantastic and then just the picture of him sitting in the dressing room at the today show smoking a cuban reading mm-hmm. variety there's kramer wanting jerry to dress like a, a pirate. pirate yeah yeah, I, I just like how you, you got to respect how relaxed Kramer is at all at times. At all times. Well, and the fact that he offered for George to move in and George is like, mm. no, I'm good. Yeah, and I, I, I just realized that don't take that the wrong way. I know he's a very frantic character, but I uh-huh. mean, he, he's he's relaxed within his own skin. Like he's he's never uncomfortable in a situation. He oftentimes dominates the situation, yeah. but, you know, he, he he's always like a very relaxed and very, he, he, he's more Kramer than Kramer. Yeah. The real Kramer is. Okay, so uh, his girlfriend in this episode was a low talker who talks like this. And you can't hear her, right? Uh, So uh, this is something else that uh, Seinfeld always did uh, really – sorry, I said it, so we have to play the music now. Yeah, but uh, Seinfeld always did really, really good. And that's taking little quirks or little micro ticks like, for example, the uh, low talking thing and uh, attaching a label to them for the rest of us. You know, it's something that we've all noticed in people that we know. But uh, that we, you know, did, we didn't have a name for before Seinfeld right. kind of identified it and pulled it out for and everything. came up with it and labeled right. it. And uh, this is one of the reasons why the show was so popular. It was in part due to the fact that, you know, moments like Low Talkers, Puffy Shirt, Master of Your Domain, all these were big water cooler moments where whether you're at work or at school, mm-hmm. you know, you'd come in. I, I forget what night Seinfeld was usually I no on. I think idea. it was like Monday or Tuesday. You'd come in the next morning and everyone would be talking about, about that, ep- that episode. If you turned on the Today Show, mm-hmm. they'd be talking about last night's Seinfeld episode and yeah. everything. So, And that's something that we really don't have a lot these days because, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much – uh, media out there, a very like kind of niche media for mm-hmm. whatever your particular niche is that we don't really have like a big national conversation about a TV show very much anymore. Now, luckily, uh, you know, niches like, say, Once Upon a Time that we're very familiar with, yes. uh, kind of operate in the same way, but it, it's a self-selecting group of people who just like the show, not people who want to be part of the conversation necessarily. So, you know, it can't get a little... I like uh, that. It, it, yeah, it's good. It can get a little raw, raw, really, fanny a little it bit. Does, but it doesn't really pull in new people like having mm-hmm. that opportunity of um having a water cooler conversation yeah. was able to pull more people in to watch the show and mm-hmm. you don't have that now because so many people like yeah you can share something on social media but if somebody's not interested they're just gonna scroll by it yeah you're yeah, not for sure. in a sense shoving it down their throat and if you are they're gonna block you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I just thought it was interesting and definitely wanted to point out that aspect of how Seinfeld always operated right. back in the day. A um, little more on the low talker, uh, her actual character. I just absolutely love that she, in a sense, tricks Jerry into wearing the puppy shirt. I know she's not trying to trick him, but she does. Like, <laughs> how did it not come up again once Kramer got back to the table uh, that yeah. he was going to be wearing the shirt? You feel like she Well, maybe w- it didn't. They, and they just didn't hear and they kept doing the same thing. Yeah, but thing. I feel like she would have said something. Yeah, but Kramer could hear. Oh, okay. Kramer yeah. could understand her. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. she didn't go. Well, I almost 
got the impression that Kramer was like, hey, I have my buddy named Jerry who, who's like a really uh, – he's a really big star. He's going to be on the Today Show. I know you like your puffy shirts and you want them to be popular. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just talk really – I almost think it sounds like it could definitely be cra- no. a scam by Kramer, I think. It could be, but it's not because yeah. um, before they mm. even agree to go to the dinner, they're like, hello, talker. Oh, OK. So it's yeah. been a previously It's already a previously thing. established. But, well, and I, even, I'm if, sure- even if we've never actually seen her on the show, it's previously mm-hmm. established just in an earlier scene. Yeah, I, I'm sure Kramer probably at least kind of suggested maybe oh, I'm she sure should ask Jerry it. about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But I just love that he has no idea what's going. Nobody can hear her. Nobody can hear her. Nobody can hear her. The second he starts going, I hate the shirt. Just like, <laughs> ah! Like freaks out. <laughs> Brian Gumble goes, Did you hear that? I heard that. I heard that. Mm-hmm. And then pushes George and ruins his modeling career. Yeah. It was glorious. Speaking of that moment, Speaking of. I, I felt really bad for George there because, I mean, the whole episode it's being set up, you know, he's at the lowest point of his life. He's mm-hmm. like in his mid-30s or however old he was, having to move back in with his parents in, in shame and, you know. Shame. Yeah, shame. It, and just miserable because of it because he hates his parents, right? Uh, so so it, when he stumbles across this woman who discover, discovers his beautiful hands, mm-hmm. uh, fi- he finds someone who values him then he just gets it ripped away right when uh his position in the world finally matches his inflated ego that he's always had like he he's always been a very george is the center of this story kind mm-hmm. of guy and he finally gets to a point where there's something special about him mm-hmm. that you know lifts him up to the level he is in his head yes. and it gets all ripped away in like four seconds and of course it's from someone within the group of, of friends who does it elaine pushing not, him into the iron it wasn't elaine oh wasn't it elaine? no it was the low top See, I thought it was Elaine because that's why she was taking care of him to make up for it because she pushed him into the iron. Or like, no, it was the low talker. Oh, was it the low talker? Okay, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I think it was Elaine because she was trying to get back. But I mean, it's not that important. But so uh, transitions you wanted to talk. I about. I love. I can do both. <laughs> um, who pushed George into the iron? Um, <laughs> but um, I love the fact that there are those transitions with the. Bop, 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 bop. Like, I love that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and play it. But it was... I, I... Sorry, go ahead. Um, I just liked the... Sorry, I got there. So transition. Furia, she poses... Ha! It was her. It was the girl, not... It was the it low was, talker? Yes. Okay, fair um, enough. So, pff, no, <laughs> worth it for me. Um, no, I just love... I like that. I like the indication of that we're changing scenes. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, you don't really get it now. You, we prefer... Well, like Snappy. it almost got a little overbearing on me, them using that music every single time, like just a little bit. But I mean, that's kind of that's the style of the show, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, Angel in the chat room uh, mentions uh, and Scotty, they're talking about spoilers on Twitter as far as shows spoilers. like this. Yeah. And yeah, that's another big problem is if you want to be part of the conversation, you kind of have to find a decent back channel to do it in because people get so upset about spoilers these days. Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, I hate, get upset the, about I hate the spoiler police. Like I, what I hate most of all is like i'm going to a online community or something to talk about a show or something Mm -hmm. and someone's posted a thread about it and you know it's a really active thread everyone's talking about it and then someone comes in there who's seen the episode complaining about it not being marked for spoilers just like you know someone out there might be shut up sure if if (laughs) if you have an issue with spoilers please complain and you know we'll try and modify our behavior to help accommodate you so you can join the conversation but if it's not even affecting you don't come in there and complain sorry just got on my nerves okay Wonder we should test. have done a soapbox. <laughs> does uh, does uh, the the Seinfeld uh, pass the wonder test? Does yes, it yes, sh- yes, give yes, you the yes, same yes, wonder yes, it yes, gave yes, you back yes, in the day? Yes, 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 okay, yes, so yes. Anne Marie, does it pass the wonder test for you? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why? Yes, it's just um, it's nostalgia for me, mm-hmm. but it's still hilarious. Like I was sitting upstairs with headphones in, watching it, la- cackling out loud, and he came up to check on me to make sure I was okay. Because <laughs> well, you were pretty loud. It sure. was hilarious, <laughs> and it was nice to watch something that made me genuinely laugh like that. Mm-hmm. While I had a kid climbing on me, a kid fighting me for a treat for no good parent reason, mm-hmm. like I, it was, I was still able to pay enough attention for a couple of good guffaws. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about you? And as for me, yes, I indubitably, yes. Uh, Seinfeld, it's a classic. And while the laugh track doesn't age well, the jokes too. Uh, every episode is like a little play. They feel like a play mm-hmm. uh, with a couple little cutscenes here and there. I wasn't a huge fan of Seinfeld when it was on the air, but it still makes me laugh. Like every joke still completely landed for me. And I think at JVZ on Twitter, when I tweeted out, I was impressed with mm-hmm. it. Uh, they, he was like, well, what about all, all the plot lines that they have that a cell phone could have solved? But I was late to the cell phone game, so I don't think it affected me that much or it bothered me that well, much. Well, that's the hardest part of watching anything from, mm-hmm. you know, pre-now yeah. is you just go, well, if they had a cell phone, they'd be fine. Yeah, if they had an iPhone, they'd have been fine. When in the chat room says, I love spoilers, a big time saver. That's a, me. I like mm-hmm. reading spoilers for things before I watch them because then I can pay attention to the performance, the direction, all right. that kind of stuff, the musical score, because I don't have to worry about paying attention to the plot as much. Exactly. Um, uh, let's see. It passes for Scotty. Tana says still stands out as completely unique. And Nicole said she can watch Seinfeld any day of the week. Any day of the week for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break here so we can all relive some old 90s commercials and learn how to do a classic dance uh, in a oh, second here. Oh, here we go. Uh, but we'll be back in a few minutes to talk 90s fashion and music. So please stick around. We love you. We'll be right back. So what do you see, Funsters? Let's dance! Well, okay. I'll break the ice. Harp! Crank up the music! It's time to do the Urkel! Now, if you want to do the Steve Urkel dance, all you have to do is hitch up your pants, bend your knees, and stick out your pelvis. I'm telling you, baby, it's better than that. Step by step is up next. If it's not, I'm a liar. But it is, so you're not. And here's what they've got. They've got fun by the ton mixed into the plot. Karen's the problem when a message is key. She forgets to tell Frank where he shouldn't be. The result? The wrong time and, of course, the wrong place. Poor Frank is in trouble. You'll see by his face. 
Yo, my name is the Prince. Stop whatever you're doing and listen to this. You know, sometimes it's just nothing to do at home. So now you can call me and Prince on the telephone. The inside scoop all the hip-hop scene. Just dial the number on your TV screen. It's my latest creation. Prince, you're bugging. It's mine. All right, it's ours. And it's called the New Rap Hotline. So give us a call. The new line is kind of deaf. Dial 1-900-909-DEF. $2 the first minute, 35 cents each additional minute. Small Madness. Sale at the shoe store. The new shop till you drop game that really talks. Sale at the fashion boutique. It's all the fun of a shopping spree. With Mall Madness, you get it all. A bank account and your own credit card. Clearance at the sunglass boutique. Mall Madness really talks. To win, buy everything on your list and be first out of the mall. I win! Attention, mall shop. Mall Madness, the electronic shopping game that really talks. From Milton Bradley. It's the mall with it all. Statistics show that 40% of all kids who smoke marijuana live in the city. Guess where the other 60% live? thing about being a grown-up? You can order Pizza Hut pizza whenever you feel like it. Heck, you can even eat 23 slices. Okay, okay, there is one bad part. You will have to work. Let's turn to the overhead. Or not. Introducing the Flipper Squirt Toys from the summer hit Flipper and Pizza Hut. Scar and Flipper are $1.69 each with a purchase of any pizza. They're so much fun, even you'll like them. Pizza Hut, you'll love the stuff we're made of. Now my peanut butter crunch cereal tastes even better. With more peanut butter taste, it tastes better. You can even see the difference. Fantastic. The better peanut butter crunch taste will have you screaming for more. And it's a delicious part of this balanced breakfast. So, do you think peanut butter crunch tastes better? Me too. Now peanut butter crunch tastes better. They like it. Attention! Your gym teacher escaped from charm school, irons his underwear, watches hygiene films. He says, anyone chewing bubble tape owes me 50 push-ups. The lunch lady wears a hairnet, serves mashed potatoes with an ice cream scoop, puts gravy on everything. She says, bubble tape is not part of a well-balanced diet. Bubble tape, it's six feet of bubble gum for you, not them. 
like the Dark Knight himself, the Batman with Box Kids. You can win every single Batman toy, including your own Batman figure made to look just like you. Hang on! You'll also win a year's supply of Batman comics and special comic book cover art with you as Batman. That should get their attention. 1,000 others win a Legends of Batman action figure and a Batman comic book. Feeling lucky? Show. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> yes, I hope you guys enjoyed those commercials. Uh, we had some people talking in the chat room about them here. Uh, a lot of people like Perfect Strangers. Yep. Always yep. good. Uh, Tonda Gossip was doing the Balky laugh. Uh, they, they enjoyed the Captain Crunch commercial. Uh, people like the bubble tape. Remembering um, that Pizza Hut used to have toys. Yes, uh, Pizza Hut used to have toys. Um, so all sorts of fun. And we did the Urkel. So if if we you did didn't, if you weren't watching the video version, we literally got up and did the Urkel so uh, during it's the worth show. The yeah, definitely. Go, uh, go uh, check out uh, youtube.universebox.com and check that out for sure. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, okay, we wanted to cut, mention just a couple of things here real quick before we uh, get into uh, the rest of the segments. Uh, first of all, uh, just real quick, I have a new uh, prose title out this week that I thought uh, some people might be interested in because uh, it's set it's in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, it's set in the 90s and it's called uh, Bert is Evil, the true story behind the web's first viral hit. It's basically, uh, the, there's was a website back in the 90s called Bird is Evil that was kind of like a satirical take on Sesame Street and all that kind of stuff. And I went and interviewed the guy who created it, and so, uh, it was embroiled in controversy. Like, uh, there was a like a, a big protest in the Middle East that used images from the site and all sorts of stuff. He got attacked by Fox News. Really interesting story. Does it take – never mind. What was that? I was going to say it takes a lot to get attacked by Fox News. Yeah, but it's sort of a, a little piece of uh, original journalism if you want to check it out. And you can <laughs> find that at bit.ly slash Bert is Evil Story or just search for my name, Bill Meeks, on any of the uh, book sites you use like Kindle or Nook or Kobo or whatever. It's, it's uh, out back everywhere. Whatever you use, he's there. For sure. And we also wanted to discuss our Patreon real quick, right, Anne-Marie? Yes. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. What is a Patreon? All right. A Patreon is a fantastic way for you to help – contribute um, a little monthly donation to all of our shows. Right now, as most of you know, we are doing three weekly shows, uh, one for uh, Once Upon a Time, one for Gotham, and, well, Universe Box. <laughs> so we would like to, you know, up our quality and up our content, and this is a great way for that to happen. Right now, we have 24 patrons for $155 a month, so that is absolutely fantastic, and we love you for it. Yes, um, thank you so much. We have hit our first two milestones, and we are rapidly approaching our third Mm-hmm. which is going to be some Patreon-exclusive movie commentaries. Yeah, um, and by the way, one of those milestones we hit was a monthly hangout with our patrons, which oh, yeah. we're, we're having one this Saturday this night Saturday. at 8.30 at p.m. 8:30. EST. I, and, and if you're a patron, I will post a link for you to join in the hangout and you know Absolutely. be on the hangout with us Absolutely. Uh, that night, probably about 20 or 30 minutes before that. So Sure. Yep, and there might be a little bonus in there for you. Yeah, mayhaps. Just saying. <laughs> um, but those movie commentaries are going to be awesome. We'll sit down. We'll watch some really classic. In uh, some popular movies mm-hmm. um, and give you a, a little bit of a what, mystery science theater yeah. over top of it. Yeah, kind of like we did with the idiot box a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, a few minutes ago. Um, we'll do that. You can donate anything starting at 10 cents. And uh, like we said, we really do appreciate any support you can give us. Go ahead to patreon.com slash universe box. Yes, patreon.com slash universe box. Def- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we definitely want to thank everyone who's donated so far, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Um, I also want to point out over on our YouTube, there's a way if you can 
can't commit to a monthly donation and you'd mm-hmm. like to, you know, you have an extra five bucks this month, you don't know if you have it next month, please feel free to go ahead over on YouTube. There's an option to make a donation to the site. Yeah, either through the channel page or there should be one right around where it says story on your video screen there. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you to everyone who's helped thank us so, so far. Much. And, we really uh, appreciate it. We can't wait to bring you some uh, more great content coming up here the next couple months. Okay, so now it's time for the school box. So, Emery, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this over to you, okay? Because I, I, I'm not too sure what's going on here. <laughs> Neither am I. Let's just go with it. Okay. Oh, and Wynn says your shows are awesome. You'll hit 200 soon. Thank you, Thank Wynn. you, Wynn. One of our patrons. Absolutely. Okay, so this week in the school box, we are going to learn about fashion through the Turn 90s. to the left. That's the right. That's the left. Um, but I'm going to start with my, um, my lip smackers first. There you go. We'll get all set. <laughs> so we've talked about TV, and now it's time to talk about fashion, which a lot of it is inspired by TV, movies, music. Um, you go from grunge and heroin chic to the shiny happy people of the boy band and Britney Spears era. So we mm-hmm. are going to cover it all. Let me let you get that picture up first. Oh, this one right here? Yeah. Okay. Okay, the first one we have um, for the... There, um, the early, mid, and late 90s were all very different, which is so crazy because it is mm-hmm. only 10 years. Um, but at the beginning of the 90s was a little bit of carryover 80s, but it was also the emergence of the supermodel and, well, heroin chic, if you will, mm-hmm. which is a lot of Kate Moss and the Calvin Klein ads and the waif, um, itsy bitsy, teeny weeny, you can see their ribs type of people. <laughs> Um, for men, it was more grunge, more Nirvana type of stuff. Um, second row, middle picture. Oh, uh, no. This is like a whole different. Hold on. Well, this is still pretty grunge. Yeah, though. but that was not what I want. <laughs> Hold on. I think it's over all the way to the right. The white one. This one? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Because it gives you the basic description of a perfect grunge. You've got your ripped jeans. You've got an excessive (laughs) amount of flannel. 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 um, Your dirty, unwashed hair. the, um, The shoes. This is grunge. Basically, this is grunge. This is grunge. <laughs> okay, um, moving right along to the mid '90s. Um, I have a couple of different ones here. See, I figured you were going to have these up already, so I didn't. Um, number fifteen on that first link. So you may have to scroll. Hold on one second uh, here. I'm getting them pulled up. Okay, you can go ahead and keep talking. Okay, um, the mid '90s is what they called it glamour on everything I saw, but it was also really kind of referred to as sexy schoolgirl, mm-hmm. um, which is, comes a lot from two main influences, Clueless and Empire Records. Mm-hmm. So you have the little skirts, you've got the knee highs, the socks, the little collared shirts, um, which is a lot of what you're going to get from, let's see, down, yeah. down. Oh, there's uh, Ethan Embry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, that one. Right of the here. two of them. You've got, it's all these short skirts, the little crop top sweaters. It was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. With Doc Martens, big clunky Doc Martens, <laughs> which made no sense to me. But maybe because I never owned a pair. Um, so um, I did. You did? Yeah. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, Scotty in the chat room says that he dressed uh, grunge mostly. I can um, see that. Angel says, uh, did we know that they're bringing back Jinko jeans? Absolutely. Yes. Coming up later in the broadcast. Um, there's actually a lot of 90s fashion that are sort of coming back around because mm. we've already hit that far. Yeah, the loop around. The loop around is coming. Yeah, and Tom you know Degasa- what? I will support it. <laughs> Ton Degasa says, uh, I was more baggy pants with flannel, a uh, basic Kobo style. And the thing is, like, yeah, the 90s were coming back around. I never upgraded my style, so I I'm didn't good upgrade to go. a lot of mine either. Excellent. It's okay. Um, so for men in the mid to nine, mid nineties was a lot of, um, preppy and hip hop, which I know that doesn't sound like it goes together, but that opened up that top one. Mm-hmm. This is like the absolute beginning of the explosion of Tommy Hilfiger. Snoop D-O-double-G um, right there. What I was reading is he wore this on SNL. It was sold out across the country within a week. 
Nice. Um, I also totally owned a pair of Tommy Hill. I saved up to buy a pair of Tommy Hilfiger jeans. Even Bugs Bunny um, wore yeah. Tommy Hill. Go to number five. Go to little number five further. Here. Little right, further. But then you also had the preppy side of it mm-hmm. with Michael Jackson. But it's the it's this you know it's like the collegiate sweater. That's a very baggy uh, sweater for Michael Jackson. You yes. don't, normally don't see him in stuff that baggy. You know what? He probably got paid a heck of a lot of money to wear. <laughs> so, but you know, it's the label, and there was a, a lot about the label. You. Had had a lot of Adidas and Nike mm. and um, any of that type of stuff. Yeah. All right. Late 90s. For women, they were calling it casual chic. And any woman worth her salt owned the velour jumpsuit because we all loved Miss JLo. <laughs> I hate to say she's that I She's Jenny from the block. She's Jenny from the block. Just Jenny. <laughs> um, I have seen these coming back. Thank you, Kardashians. <laughs> Um, please don't make these come back, people. No, I don't care if it's Juicy Couture. It should not come back. So that was... Is that a- what the JC stands for, Juicy Couture? Yeah. It's a It's a pretty big label. Fair enough. You're welcome. Um, and a lot of what men had, they were calling it rave culture, but mm-hmm. the Jankos, and yeah. as the article says, the Jankos are coming back. Um, from what I can tell, they're not coming mm-hmm. back as massive. Uh-huh. They're They're updating it for sure. <laughs> oh, that's sure. a shame. I, I mean, I'm sure they'll get to them. Because this was actually one of my predominant styles in mm-hmm. the 90s was the Jenko jeans. And if you're not familiar, these jeans are like – you could fit an elephant leg in them. Uh, but then the waist was small and tight and, you know, fit you properly and everything. But I used to like – I used to carry textbooks and like laptop computers in the back pockets of these things. Because laptops are massive then. Yeah, yeah. So so they, they were they were functional. They were, they were functional. fun and functional. They were fun and functional. Um, so those are just your sort of basics. But I included a few extra fun ones, mm-hmm. some of my personal favorites. Um, like I said uh, – the first one, the Rayan. Hold on, I'm getting them all. You're opening them all? Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so my so-called life. Sure, it didn't last more than about a... Se- you're not going to be... I don't know if you're going to be able to zoom in because it... Um, yeah. Oh, Rayan. Oh, that works. Rayan. Um, but she was... Oh, you're just going through everybody. That mm-hmm. works. So my so-called life. Huh, drool. Hello, There's Jared the Leto. Look at that Joker. Hey, look at that Joker. Look um, at that Joker. But, you know, most people missed my so-called life the first go-round because they canceled it so quick. And then... Everybody of my age got obsessed with it and can watch it on marathon form over and over again. <laughs> yep, been there, done that. Love it. One of the best one season shows. I can't believe like it's only one shows season. Ever, it's, sure. Like this and Freak, Freaks and Geeks. That which was is a one another season? Ni- yeah, that was a one season too. Another 90s show. Nice died way before their time but the thing is they didn't pick up that popularity until they'd been canceled so mm-hmm. that was the problem um the next one is my spirit animal Gwen <laughs> Stefani. um love 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 there will be more about her later but that is where my fashion has come from the crunchy <laughs> hair and the bindi the amount of times i used a stick on earring <laughs> for a bindi is kind of ridiculous uh nicole says uh she remembers a big thing in junior high was arizona jean jackets Yes. Which Arizona jeans, it, it sounds super familiar and I know I know it. I'll Google it here in a second after we get to the, um, your last I'm pretty sure name. they're a Walmart or JCPenney or something. Yeah. But uh, um, oh, speaking of jeans. Exactly. <laughs> the infamous jean couple. Yes. Uh, uh, Brittany Timberlake and, and Brittany. Congratulations, Mr. Timberlake, on your new baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this oh, is. Oh, baby, baby. Sorry. <laughs> 
Um, that's about as classic as you could get. They were the power couple of the late 90s. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, if you've never seen it here, he has a full jean suit on, like three-piece suit with a cowboy hat made entirely of denim. And Britney's wearing, carrying a denim purse with a denim dress. She's a full formal denim dress. Which is so always kind of fun. There is just a quick glimpse at fashion of the 90s. Um, Any other fun stuff from the chat room? I don't know. I've been presenting. <laughs> no, not really. Um, there's. So I'm just looking for an Arizona jean jacket here. Excitement just over Alicia Silverstone, Clueless, Empire Records. My brother was hip hop. I was grunge. My friend was goth. Jeez, mm-hmm. Bobby, that must have been an interesting uh, situation. What is, oh, is that the jacket? Yeah, yeah, that's the jacket here. Oh, oh, it, oh, <laughs> oh, Scotty. What's that? Oh, go to the chat and follow the link. Go okay. to the chat and follow okay, the link. See here. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, talk about 90s, Scotty. There geez. it is, man. Yeah. There you, you guys is. owe it to yourself to go to, uh, to follow Scotty's that Twitter, yeah. uh, Scotty Rowland, at Scotty Rowland, uh, to see his <laughs> 90s uh, yearbook photo. That is amazing. That's glorious. That is phenomenal. I might have to dig mine up uh, at some I know. point here, too. All of mine are in Cleveland. Are they? Yeah. That's unfortunate. I almost pulled out um, – I have my scrapbooks are in the other room. I was going to pull some of those out because I have middle ones. And I have like notebooks and literally I have a bag of notes that were passed in middle mm-hmm. school, which I'm sure are god awful and embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I think you're cute. Do you think I'm cute? Yeah. Uh, there was one time. Okay. Do you want an embarrassing story time of Anne-Marie? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So I was a dork. I had very few friends. I like to pretend I had friends, but I didn't. Oh, hi. Sorry. I just found uh, my 90s yeah, you, picture here. You, you, we'll show, we'll okay, talk I'll about show that. Okay. I'll show this my deep shame and you can tell your story while we look at it. There <laughs> go. go ahead. Continue. Um, Story. But I had a little notebook that I carried around with me and I wrote down all the boys and I rated them on who I thought was the cutest <laughs> and it got found by one of the really popular girls. So we can all imagine how that went. Awful. Yes. Everyone knew. Everybody talked about it. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's get my ugly mug off there. Yeah, if we could. That's an exclusive for the video people. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment now. And oh, this is... Uh, the music box. Uh, so we saw the sign. It opened up our eyes. We saw the sign. Uh, so we're going to pull out our Mr. Boombastic Boom Box so we can stop playing games with your heart. Yep, we're going to talk wow. about some of our favorite 90s music awesome. in the music, the music box. box. Uh, now we'll each talk about a couple of songs we love and share a story about the songs mm-hmm. we love. Uh, but uh, you can find the playlist what we did of 90s uh, songs. Which and is, I'll keep adding to it. Yeah, really awesome playlist over at bit.ly slash universe box 90s here i'll show you guys real quick yeah but emory put up a nice uh, little playlist here i finally got a Scotty spotify added account. into it so oh did he yeah yeah he's actually got one on our list here coming up oh excellent mm-hmm. yeah but uh let's see here so i slowly, guess what we'll, yeah the, the, it's the, awful it's, it's not gonna load That's probably why. not because we have a little bit going on it's cool okay it's cool. so uh we'll go ahead and we'll go through our top 10 songs from the list here and and we're gonna try and, and sing. these are arbitrary yeah, we're going to try, try and sing them a little bit, too. And then we'll get, get in and talk about the uh, songs that we really want to talk about. So uh, song number one is, it's been one week since you looked at me. Turn your head to the side and said you're angry. Five days since you laughed at you. Get back together. Come back. See, Go ahead. You should not be stuttering on those lyrics, sir. I mashed up two verses in my head. I'm sorry. I'm ashamed. Go ahead. Um, okay. And that was One Week by oh, Bare Naked Ladies. In case you're surprised by that. Oh, see, you gave me songs that weren't on my list. That's what's not fair here. Okay. <laughs> Let me just move the 
mic very far away. <laughs> no, he's, no. He's, okay. Yeah. Uh, the from Counting Crows, Mr. Jones was it? Mr. Jones and me. That I don't really remember it that much. Okay. Uh, the next one is a uh, freak on a sh- on a leash by Corn and looking like a freak on a leash. Some people can never be free. Seven string guitar. That was uh, my song. <laughs> Um, oh god, okay. All right, Scotty. This one's all for you. Hold on, little girl. Show me what he's done to you. <laughs> Stand up, little girl. A broken heart can't be that bad. Goodbye. We're yeah, done. and that's uh, to be Adios. with you by Mr. Big. Awful. Uh, I don't sing. <laughs> okay, and in my my song, next song is a uh, Power in the Money. Money in the power, minute after minute, hour after hour. I've been chilling and waiting so long that even my mama said that my mind is gone and I ain't never slapped it. Who didn't deserve it? <laughs> uh, in Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. I'm lucky. I, 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 I'm actually surprised I didn't start doing the Weird Al version. I I actually almost added the Weird Al version to nice. the playlist. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, so next is Inside Out by Yves. Uh, does that sound look wrong? Okay. Okay. Um, I would, I would swallow my pride. I would choke on the rinds but the lack thereof will leave me empty inside swallow my doubt turn it inside out find nothing but faith in nothing wanna put my tender heart, heart in, in a blender, blender. watch it spin round, round to a beautiful oblivion, oblivion. rendezvous, rendezvous then i'm through with you sorry that was one of that was my warm-up song for monologues in college so i had like this really angry um breakout monologue and i would pace um the <laughs> lobby screaming mm-hmm. it with my headphones in on full blast nice. to get like done. i remember that was a buzzworthy clip on mtv back in the day if you remember those yes don't go chasing waterfalls please stick to the river and like that, that you're used to i know that you're gonna take it you're having your way or nothing <laughs> at all but i think you're moving too fast waterfalls by tlc there in case you didn't know okay Sign, and oh, no, no, no. I'm shutting this down. That's the sign by Ace of Face. Just stop right now. It was just too much. Too much. I had visions. I was in them. I was looking into the mirror to see a little bit clearer. The rottenness and evil in Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. That's all you're doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure this one's going to get like nothing. Um. I actually can do a decent version of this if you please want Please do it. Okay. <laughs> For the life of me, I could not remember why we thought that we were wise and we never compromise. For the life of me, I cannot believe we'd ever die. For these things, we were merely the freshmen by the birth pipe, which is the last song in our top ten. I'm sorry for anyone who just had to listen to that. Okay, and we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about a couple of these songs, tell some stories about them. Uh, yes. Angel says, totally not cool, Bill. I'm not sure why. Probably for shutting me down oh probably that's fine okay but i i have a story about uh one week by bare naked ladies but we figured we'd go ahead and uh, play a little bit of a cover for you if you've never heard it before so here we go it's been one week since you looked at me across the heads of the silence of me five days since you left at me saying get back together come back and see me three days since i've lived in room realize it's all my fault i couldn't tell you yesterday you've forgiven me but it'll still be today till i say i'm sorry 
Yeah, and uh, if you if you want to check out these cover versions, we pull out some really good ones. So we'll have the links for those in the show notes at universebox.com. But okay, my story about one week. First of all, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, obviously one of my favorite bands. But I, I I didn't really get into them like as hardcore as I am now until right before their album after stunt that one week was on maroon came out so around 2000 or so but i i did see this song during this one magical week where we had no adult supervision one magical week one magical week uh, where we had no adult supervision at home and we were allowed to watch whatever we wanted listen to whatever we wanted do whatever we wanted there were no adults around at all so i i found my love uh, through uh, womp fm 105.5 womp fm in the area i grew up in i found a love for pop music and uh, one of the songs i really loved was uh bare naked ladies one week i mainly i think because of the chitty chitty bang bang references in the video because the whole first scene is like uh, chitty chitty bang bang and, and i also I, I i always thought it was interesting that that uh people always try and like interpret these lyrics or try to make sense of them ed literally wrote it off the top of his head they they wrote the hook together then ed wrote all the uh lyrics off the top of his head just like one go around because they bare naked ladies they do this thing live where they'll make up a song on the spot more mm-hmm. or less and so they wanted to record a song that had that kind of quality to it so that's how one week happens so don't try and make sense of dolly Mays on i hope the smoking man's in this one all that kind of stuff when shared her wedding album in the thing her wedding album yes. okay yeah we got to check you this have out. to there you go buddy oh yeah when i love it talk about 90s hold on let me talk about see them. if i can zoom in here a little bit that's fantastic oh, quite very nice oh, it's awesome a super 90s style right there oh yeah love it love it oh yeah Absolutely. i love that, he, that she's doing the the bunny rabbit here. <laughs> oh yeah super like every everything is just so 90s it's sick excellent that is amazing awesome win awesome so I I, okay you want to move on to your song okay uh my first song shocker shocker is don't speak from no doubt okay let's go ahead and play the cover here real quick you and me we used to be together Okay. Okay. Um, basically, no doubt defined middle school for me. Like tons and tons. Um, it was right when they hit and right when they got really big. Uh, all of my friends, my boyfriend, we all loved No Doubt. Um, mm. Stuff like that. So this one time, uh, they were coming here. We were, and uh, my friend's mom was buying tickets for her and a bunch of friends to get to go to the concert. And my mom said no, I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. I was like. Are you kidding me? But so I tried to win tickets on the radio. I literally sat there and listened all day long for these tickets. Finally, they announced how you have to w- how you can win. You have to be the first person to get your boyfriend, which I was single at the time. We had just broken up Aww. to the radio station dressed like Gwen Stefani. Okay, one, I was in eighth grade, <laughs> so that's not an option. Two, I didn't have a boyfriend anymore. So I called the radio station to complain and I was like, listen, I can't win these tickets because I'm only in eighth grade and I don't have a boyfriend and I can't get there. <laughs> they made fun of me on air. Mm-hmm. They hung up on me and then they aired the entire thing. Nice. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was freaking awesome. And then my mom changed her mind and I got to go to the mm-hmm. concert anyway. We were only like five rows back. Uh-huh. Like we were five rows past the pit. Nice. I could see the glisten. <laughs> you see the glisten. Um oh, and what? I was just gonna gonna say Scotty says that uh no doubt was the second CD he ever got. So nice. Uh, she might have been my second CD too. My first was a Lisa Loeb single. Mm-hmm. My my second was 
Ava adored by Smashing Pumpkins. My first Ooh. was uh my first was Smashing Pumpkins. Garbage version 2.0. Oh, garbage. Yeah. That's ah. It's impossible to hit all of it. There's it just really too much. It really is. I want to go back. I love the <laughs> 90s. But um so we were there and the people in front of us were doing a little something <laughs> and I had She she motioned to her lips as if they I were smoking a, a smoking cigarette something. or something. Um I was so confused cuz I a good little innocent girl. I uh, no idea what was mm-hmm. going on. After we left, they're like, did you see that this people worked in us? I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> no clue. Her mom, I don't even know if she knew. She was just like, la, la, la. So, you were an innocent. I really was until <laughs> college. Until college. Okay, uh, so let's see here. Uh, the, the next song I'm going to talk about and tell a little story about is a little song called Flag Pole Sitter uh, by a band called Harvey Danger. We'll play a little bit of it right here. It's fine. No one heard it's it. It's fine. It's fine. I don't no know what's one heard going it, on. I swear. No, but I, I, I've always loved Harvey Danger. They're, they are actually my second favorite band next to Very Naked Ladies. And uh, so first of all, Flagpole Sitter, it's a very catchy tune that makes fun of mm-hmm. the alternative scene around the time. And uh, the attitude, uh, the, the alternative attitude prevalent in Seattle, where the band is from. A lot of people uh, think it's like an authentic, like, this is about being an alternative mm-hmm. kind of person. But no, it's making fun yeah, of those kind of people. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, Harvey Danger isn't the guy in the glasses, by the way. The guy, the main lead singer of this uh, band. That guy's name is Sean Nelson. He's a, he's a newspaper editor. Uh, like a zine, oh, really? a zine editor, actually. Nice. We didn't in even Seattle. touch on zines. Yeah. And uh, they, they made up the name harvey danger to make it sound like some quarter, sort of a cool super uh-huh. secret spy uh, now this song means a lot to me because the guys from harvey danger were some of the first uh celebrities i ever had the pleasure of interacting with uh the drummer uh, i forget his name i think it might have been james kim uh ran uh the harvey danger's website i so when i needed album an album uh, to review for the high school paper, mm-hmm. I went ahead and emailed him and asked him if there was anything he could send me, if we could arrange a review or an interview or something mm-hmm. like that. And what they did, they sent me this big uh, press kit with like a hundred photocopied articles about Harvey Danger and a free CD. And uh, they they even because I, I used those articles that they sent me mm-hmm. to write the main article, and then I had a couple follow up questions. Mm-hmm. So I emailed them, and they answered them for me and stuff. And that's I, so cool. I think it's actually I think I have the article right here. Actually, that's fantastic. Let me see if I can find it. Yep. Right here. Slam. Yeah. Watch out for danger. Yeah, there's my uh, article from the school paper back in the day. This is my old school paper. <laughs> but uh, It's an awful paper. Yeah. Hey, I was the, I was the well, layout I editor mean, on this. Okay, well, I just mean the size. Of, you like shaking. It's oh. not like a newspaper. It's like a booklet. The Park Press even has editing marks on it because I was, I was the layout editor. <laughs> I had to That's do some stuff awesome. Right but uh, in, in, in Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone, the uh, album that this is, song's from, it's a really great album, too. Uh, some highlights that I enjoy, a song called Carlotta Valdez, which is about uh, – uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo mm-hmm. movie uh, and Jack the Lion, which is about being in the room 
home while your grandfather's dying, more or less. It's it's a it's a okay. it's a very powerful song, definitely. And I, it really helped. It actually helped me through my grandfather's death, actually. So good good album. I definitely check it out if you want to. His stories are always so much better than mine. Mine are froofy. Sorry. So my next song that's very very definitive of the '90s is "Living La Vida Loca" from Ricky Martin. Living La Vida Loca. That's fantastic. Okay. So this song, <clears throat> excuse me, basically um, has a really strong memory with me from high school, from cheering tryouts. Uh, I don't know why. I just, for some reason, it's one of those things that stick. So it just, you know, Merry Christmas story time. Um, <laughs> I just remember hanging out like it was cheering tryouts. I think it was my second year because I finally knew who everybody was. Um, hanging out in the back hallway. Everybody was practicing and stretching on the nasty wrestling mats with my friend Sherry. And I just remember that song uh-huh. associated with that specific memory. And it's mm-hmm. a fun song. I mean. Well, I, honestly, Live in La Vida Loco by Ricky Martin. I forget the year it came out. But that year, it was like my theme song that is hilarious yeah it, like living la vida loco was my absolute theme song oh uh people are saying uh please 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 let, let the macarena be on this list it is on the playlist mm-hmm. but it's not on our show list but i guess we have to do it right now right okay hey macarena hey there we go. Perfect way to end the music box, I think. Okay, yes. next Ooh, up. Nicole, more pictures. Oh, more. more <gasps> oh, the pictures. stripey sweaters. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yes, stripey Excellent. sweaters. Also, I'd like to point out that we're doing totally a throwback episode on Throwback Thursday, and I think it's fun. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a very, very. <laughs> that is the bangs. For sure. The bangs, sister. And didn't didn't she uh, she tweeted out some, yeah, the some other boots pic- here, too. Her, her uh, docs. There they are. Here. Yes, there we go. Excellent. Love it. 90s fashion. Gotta love it, for good sure. Good night, okay. Win. Oh, good night, Win. Thank Bye. you for stopping by and everything. Okay, we're going to move on to the idea box now, which if you don't know, it's really easy to do. Just go to universebox.com slash idea box. You have this form here, and we just need topics to talk about. They Give can us a be little re- something. Yeah, they can be related to the theme of the episode or not. Like, you can be like, what's your favorite color? And then you just hit submit. Boom. And we have your idea. And that's universebox.com slash idea box. We have a few ideas this week, and we'll go ahead and pose these questions to the chat room, too. Uh, okay, first question is, what 90s fashion would you like to see back, and which 90s fashion would you like to never see again? Amory, we'll go ahead and start with you. Hmm. Okay, never see again would be the heroin chic. <laughs> because it's just unhealthy and frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of... Okay, see, now this is how you can tell I've crossed into old lady land. I know I said earlier, can we make the velour jumpsuits go away? But how comfy is a velour jumpsuit? They're very comfy. Like, seriously. Trust me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you be t- become the godfather? Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would totally rock a velour jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Wait, ah, but, what, uh, did, did you uh, give any that you wouldn't like to see back? Heroin chic. Oh, yeah. Heroin Anything chic, heroin yeah, chic. Okay. As for me, it was uh, this big. Definitely, I'd never like to see back, I think, would be a bowl, bowl cuts. <gasps> I had one of those. So did I. Um, and uh, I would like to see come back would be just the one hoop earring in a guy's oh, ear. No. Yeah, just like like the one kind of like li- the itty bitty size. little hoop. Yeah, oh, the little that's bitty awful. hoop in the guy's ear. And uh, let's see, Scotty Rowland. I do Rowland. like flannel. 
Uh, Scotty Rowland says flannel and pl- parachute pants. I'm guessing that's He's been he- responding flannel and parachute pants to every tweet that we said about this show. <laughs> okay, it. so Anne-Marie, what was your favorite 90s after-school show? I don't even remember watching TV. Like after you got like done school? Like after school? Because like I did a lot. I did cheering and dance. So pretty much all of el- elementary and middle school, I went straight to the dance studio. Mm-hmm. Almost every day, oh, okay. like at least three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then once it was my eighth grade on, it was cheering after school. Uh-huh. So, and then once I hit high school, it was the internet after school <laughs> and it was AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really remember any 90s after school TV. That's fair. I remember before mm-hmm. school TV and on school break TV, I yeah. don't remember coming home and watching anything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I didn't. <laughs> Just don't remember it. Fair enough. I, I have two answers for this. One, there was a Channel 13 in Houston <laughs> where I was growing up. They would show old movies um in the afternoons usually well i was homeschooled so i didn't really have an after school it was more just like afternoon uh but you know in the in the early afternoon they'd show old movies a lot of times they'd show like a old jerry lewis movies and so i I would always watch old jerry lewis movies on that channel and then i I would always also watch uh, disney afternoon you know uh uh what what is it um darkwing duck and uh chip and dale tailspin we weren't cool enough to have disney um, okay, so uh, Emery, did Power you... Rangers. Okay, so but we watched that before school. I did watch Power Rangers too. We watched but... it before school. Mm-hmm. I remember when it came out. I was really excited. I was in fourth grade, and me and my brother <laughs> were really excited. Yeah, story time. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited for it. I watched it. I was really. I liked it. I liked it. It was awesome. Went to school. Everybody's like, "Did you see that stupid Power Ranger show this morning?" <laughs> I was like, "Sink down into uh, yourself. Don't say a word." We used to have a a ritual that we would do anytime we wanted to bring a new show into the schedule because we only had one main tv mm-hmm. so like we would have to like uh we'd have to like watch two episodes of it and then we'd have like a ceremony we performed to like commit it to the tv guide okay oh <laughs> you homeschool kids <laughs> i know right no that was actually before we were homeschooled because right? i'm thinking about we did it specifically i remember doing it for saved by the bell uh but uh, let's see here okay did you fall into any 90s stereotypes grunge goth punk prep etc no no i was just a dork mm-hmm. i'm still a dork <laughs> well I, I think i definitely in high school the first couple years of high school i fell into kind of the gr- the scrub uh stereotype okay, okay. where just kind of like a dirty poor kid or something dirty like that but then then I, I graduated to goth i i was goth for most of my junior year goth. or no sophomore sophomore part of junior year and then i became more of a theater kid and then a punk and etc 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 oh yeah some more people are saying here freakazoid and animaniacs for sure okay i remember watching animaniacs and yeah batman the animated series which no. we uh checked out earlier no. okay so uh what is the best and worst thing that happened happened in your life in the 90s god okay the worst thing is that i moved multiple times in high school mm-hmm. awful awful bad things we don't like to talk about it yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> then it all comes back around mm-hmm. um best thing no <laughs> you don't know i don't know graduated high school or no, no you didn't I graduate didn't. high school in nope nope 90s. i mean i went to three different high schools within mm-hmm. a 12 month period i yeah. don't know was that cool <laughs> i guess not really okay uh so for, for me the worst thing to happen to me was probably uh in the early 90s oh, i thought of something okay uh, well actually go ahead my love of reading that's when i really because i'd have mm-hmm. in the very early 90s i'd have been well little yeah and got uh babysitters club little sister books for christmas i got like five of them and i devoured them in a month mm-hmm. they 
it quickly moved me to the babysitter's club. And from there, it was a ripple effect. And I read a crazy amount. There was a point in, in elementary school where I would buy or have my mom buy a uh, babysitter's club book and I would try and mm-hmm. see how fast I could read it. Nice. Who time? Who does that? We used to get like the maximum amount allowed at the library and go back every week, like 25 books every week. That's awesome. I'd read through. Uh, Bobby says uh, the best thing that happened to him in the 90s uh, was his son being born on four nine ninety nine. And the worst was uh, losing his brother in 96. Uh, sorry to hear about that. Uh, Tom DeGossa says best thing was teenage love. Uh, worst thing was teenage love. <laughs> yes. Very yes, good. absolutely. <laughs> and uh, as for me, the worst thing was probably when my grandma passed away because we, we had to move up to West Virginia from Texas and that kind of set a whole chain of events going that wasn't super happy for me. And probably the best week or, or the best thing actually was that magical week I talked about in an earlier segment. where Which should not have been a good week. Well, it was just like a mind-blowing week because, I mean, I was watching Tarantino films and listening oh, to pop music and watching MTV and all this stuff. And it kind of just completely opened my mind to popular culture. So. We should do Total Request mm-hmm. Live next time. TRL? Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, last question. Uh, did you go see Titanic a million times or what? What was your relationship to the movie Titanic, which was a juggernaut in the 90s? Saw it the week it came out. Saw it the My week it came out. My mom took me and a friend. I was at high school number two, mm-hmm. and I was in a very dark place, but I finally made friends. It came out towards the end of the year, and I remember my mom picking us up from our gigantic school. Um, actually, no, she was there that day because she was a substitute teacher mm-hmm. and picked us up and took us to go see it nice and i'm sure i've seen it a bazillion times i just don't remember yeah see i i never actually went to see it in theaters i was supposed to go it was supposed to be my first date actually with this girl named uh melissa kusa and calling uh, them out man it, well actually we met over aol because i was searching for people around my age like in the area okay. and so i just i am her and we started talking and we were tried to set up and this this is why aim is dangerous (laughs) but we tried setting up this titanic date forever it never worked out uh we actually ended up going for my first date was actually deep impact the elijah wood movie Uh, and uh, then i went and hung out at her house one time she like she she laid down in my lap i didn't take the hint and we never talked again sadly rip rip first date (laughs) but if you want to submit say in these are good conversations these are good these are good uh submit your ideas over at universebox.com slash idea box and you can submit ideas for new topics over there as well mm-hmm. including the topic uh we'll be talking about next week but don't submit that because we're talking we're about already it talking week. about it but so, what's in the box for next week Anne marie box came open what's in the box What's in the box? Yes, next week on Universe Box, we're traversing the plane of the dead. Come with us to the other side as we hunt down some ghosts. Uh, Ever see a spooky spirit? Uh, Do you know a historical ghost story? How about non-literal ghosts? You could tell us about a memory that haunts you. Uh, We're talking ghosts next week on Universe Box. We really don't practice this stuff. It just happens. And uh, some people sent in some uh, stuff for this week, of course. As always, if you want to send in that feedback, uh, the way to do it is go to your email. Email us, universeboxshow at gmail.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash the universe box. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Oh, and by the way, uh, we're, we're going to have – I'm 
the forgetting box, the forgetful box. Oh yeah. Uh, what we're gonna do? Uh, we're Coming gonna soon. be start collecting. Um, if you guys have listened to an episode previously and you had a story, you were like, "Man, I wish I got that in in time." Mm-hmm. Go ahead and send it. Once we get enough of them together, we'll do a whole episode of forgotten. A whole comments. episode, and even if you just have really a story that's unrelated to anything that you just want to mm-hmm. share too, definitely feel free to send it in. If you want to go over to universebox.com, look through the episodes we've done and see if you have any stories you might want to tell for sure. Uh, but first up, we have a voicemail from Bobby. So let's uh, take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. I've always been a fan of movies. Uh, growing up, of course, in the 80s, I loved like The Goonies and mm-hmm. Monster Squad and Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, God, that's one of my favorite movies. But we're not talking about the 80s today. We're talking about the 90s. And it wasn't until the 90s that I really became, even though I kind of hate the word, a cinephile. I love, love, love movies. I love films. I've got like hundreds of them on DVD and Blu-ray. And it's one film in particular that really got me into into movies. Uh, when I was 15, I was dragged kicking and screaming on my first date with my high school girlfriend to a movie called Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> Not sure if you're familiar with it. It's about a music um, a musician that is trying to make ends Named meet. Opus. And so he uh, is working as a substitute teacher and is offered a job as, you know, a regular job as a teacher. And he ends up taking it thinking, oh, well, I'll just do my music you know, in my off time, not realizing that he was not going to have any off time, but not only that, but that teaching would become what he really loved. Uh, it takes us from, uh, through his life from the 60s to the 90s, and in doing so, um, almost treats us to an evolution of, mu- of music from the 60s to the 90s culminating in an opus at the end that beautifully captures all of the sounds of those decades and melds them into one chorus. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, Great score, great soundtrack. I cry every time I watch it. And it just amazes me that in that little two-hour window that my life was changed. Uh, Beforehand, I was, you know, again, I loved movies. You know, I saw Three Amigos in the movie theater when I was like four or five and I've loved movies ever since but after watching Mr. Holland's Opus it just like opened a whole new world for me after that I devoured movies like The Shawshank Redemption Get Biz a Living or Get Biz a Dying uh, I don't know if that's any better than Bill's but that's my attempt at a week uh, Morgan Freeman att- uh, and that day Bobby attempted a Morgan Freeman impression with Andy Dufresne Andy oh, Andy Dufresne and sorry impression uh Quentin Tarantino uh, came in the 90s with movies like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Forrest Gump is one of my favorite movies. Um, and if you've never read the book, it's an even better book. And what's even funnier is, uh, oh, what's the name of the guy? Winston something. I can't remember who wrote the book. But when the movie came out, he wasn't happy with it. So he made a sequel to Forrest Gump, you know, a sequel book to Forrest Gump that like totally trashed the movie. If you ever get a chance to read those, do so. I have read it. It's really good. I, he, he becomes an astronaut and goes into space with the chimp too i believe oh my but God. that's not to say i didn't love movies in the 90s as well i mean the 90s gave us keanu reeves action star beginning in 1991 with point break 
and Johnny Utah and ending in 1999 with one of the greatest action films and probably the most 90s film, The Matrix. That movie is so awesome. It's like a movie and Mm -hmm. a film. You can enjoy it on so many different levels. I watched it in church. kick-ass fight (laughs) scene choreography. There's great sci-fi story. And if you know what they're saying, and I mean, there's like Nietzsche and Plato and Hobbes and all sorts of different philosophers showcased in that movie. I would just like to point out that the Wachowskis uh, who did The Matrix, before they did The Matrix, they they all those ideas, all those philosophical ideas and through the rabbit hole and red pill, blue pill, all of it was in their script for the DC Comics character Plastic Man, which is like the most ridiculous comedic cartoonish character ever. And it's all in there. And they they basically took like 25% of the Plastic Man script and wrote a new plot around it for The Matrix. Interesting. Just a little FYI there. Yeah. And of course, for better or worse, we did get... Uh... The beginning of the Adam Sandler era with like oh, Billy yes! Madison and Happy Gilmore yes. and the Waterboy, which were great movies. But uh, Jack and Waterboy, I liked. Joe, oh, I hated Waterboy. His newer <laughs> stuff isn't all that great. And then, of course, the Disney Renaissance, which we talked of before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just now realizing the 90s kicked ass. And here I was <laughs> thinking that I didn't have much to share. Thanks, Bill. See you guys in chat. Woo-hoo! Yeah, Bobby, Bobby uh, DM'd me a little bit before the show, and he was like, I can't think of what to do, man. And I was like, well, I, I suggested some topics to him. We, we might come to another one here in a minute or two. <laughs> okay, and uh, we'll just wrap up real quick with a tweet from Wynn. And uh, Wynn says, I'm uh, one of probably – only two people in the 90s who never watched Seinfeld. The other is my husband. Our 90s were gaming 24-7. And yeah, we didn't even touch gaming, like the PlayStation, the Super Nintendo, Mario, Sonic, There was so much. We were going to have to have like, we should just do Mm -hmm. like more specific episodes like 90s music, 90s movies. Well, we are going to be coming up with the next set of episodes this Saturday Saturday in in the Patreon Patreon hangout. hangout. So uh, if you want to help us uh, shape the next several weeks of the podcast, uh, definitely join us there. Okay, uh, now some takeaways. Uh, so first of all, everything is better in neon. Uh, Pattern pants are where it's at. Everything needs to be more extreme. We always thought our parents were kidding when they said we'd look back on our childhoods and be embarrassed. Uh, no, they were right, and it will happen to you. But I want it to come back. A little embarrassed, it. but we kind of want it to come back. I too, want it all back. Which I think uh, corporate America is bringing it all back. To I'm us, okay. So <laughs> I guess it's good. Can I, can I get an insect mm-hmm. reunion? Okay, so I guess it's about time. Oh, wait, wait, hold wait, on. Wait, I think wait I, for I, it? I just got something in here. It's like, do, 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 I don't know. It looks do, like do, a little. Do, 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 do. Is it a sign? Looks like a little sign or a something. Sign? I don't know. Let's, let's see. I, I got a new life. You would hardly recognize me. I'm so glad. How could a person like me care for you? I, why do I bother when you're not the one for me? Ooh. Is enough enough? I saw the sign and it, it opened, opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Life is demanding without understanding. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. No one's gonna drag you up to get into the light where you belong. But where you belong. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, so Amory, where can people find you online? <laughs> In the 90s? In the uh, 90s. 
Um, no, you can find me on Twitter at amdsimone or on Instagram at cchcblog. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, you can follow all the podcasts we do. Uh, find them all rather at universebox.com. And you can check out the uh, Dog Boy Adventures uh, series of books I write at dogboyadventures.com. Well, I guess that about does it. Thank you to you guys in the Thank chat you room guys. who showed up 8.30 p.m. EST Thursday night. Oh, we've, we've gone extra usual. long tonight, too. I know, <laughs> which is always fun. Always. So uh, until next time, uh, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Do, Do not adjust, adjust your computer, computer screen. screen. If, if your, your mind were changing, stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box. <laughs> we did it! Woo! And it was another long episode. We were like so worried that it wasn't good. We weren't going to have enough to fix.